0: Hello and welcome to Commodity Conversations by the team at Mercado, the podcast where we aim to keep you up to date with the key trends, drivers and moves in livestock grain, oilseed and fibre markets. My name is Olivia Agar, thanks for joining us for another episode. So it's that point in the season where the lamb market in the north is easing off, but in the south it's racing towards peak lamb supply and prices are holding pretty well. We've asked Ron Rutledge who's Livestock Development Manager at Nutrien Ag Solutions, to come on the podcast today to get his take on how lamb supply is progressing and what signals are coming from producers now about their intentions to grow the flock. We've also just had the first major wiener cattle sales of the season, so we look forward to hearing the outcome of that from Ron. Now, a few highlights from the market this week before we get stuck in. Though wheat and a raft of other commodities have been caught up in this global sell-off. Triggered by the new COVID variant and concerns of what it might do to the global economic recovery. So wheat futures slid at 4%, but fundamentally the story hasn't really changed for wheat. Despite Abare's ratcheting up Aussie production to a new record 34 million metric tons, global stocks to use are still historically tight. The tone of the wool market was steady this week. It was the finer end of the market that was the strongest performer. Although solid demand was there across all merino types, but it was the crossbred indicators that were marginally easier and still sitting at very low levels. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and learned a thing or two. After a quick thank you to today's sponsor, I'll leave you with Ron Rutledge and Robert Herman.
1: Meridian Agriculture is a multidisciplinary specialist consultancy established by Dr. Mike Stevens. Meridian 16 consultants spread across six locations in New South Wales and Vic employ an evidence-based, scientific approach to farming and a personalised manner with their clients Meridian specialises in improving both financial and operational aspects of farming enterprises and guiding families through the often difficult transition of succession planning Head to their website meridian-ag.com.au to learn more
2: well, thank you very much. Yes, it's uh, great to welcome back Ron Rutledge. Um, Ron's our go-to person when we really want to fact check a few things about the land market. And as people who follow Commodity Conversations in Mikado know, we get a lot of data and we look at that, which is all important, but it's also very important to have someone on the job. And I know you've been travelling around, Ron, and I know you've been looking at the land market and supply. Um, so let's just start with supply. I guess the north is really getting toward starting to get through their main peak of supply.
1: Yeah. Well. Um, good afternoon. Thanks, Rob, for the first day of summer as I'm traveling down the Calder Freeway under very heavy cloud and rain. Um, the lamb market is 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 in a two stream economy at the moment. Our northern cousins have basically got the bulk of their lambs that they needed to sell away. They've got through the seed and other fly issue. Um, are now concentrating on a more harvest-type focused event. Um, They'll all have their heads down and uh, uh, basically head us out uh, to do what they've got to do in the harvest event. But they have got quite a few lambs stacked and racked uh, ready to go onto these stubbles um, when they uh, are available. Whereas our cousins in the south, uh, they've got a couple of big weeks of lamb um, sales coming up both auctions plus and uh, in the physical sale yard. So um, it's the first couple of dry days we've had and there's a bit of activity starting to occur within the um, southern Victorian lamb markets with um, some records of numbers, you know, particularly in Hamilton, starting to occur as we speak.
2: So, Ron, you mentioned Hamilton. Now, just for those people who perhaps aren't quite across the lamb job as much as you are, the market starts sort of in the north, probably Dubbo is the first big one and then moves its way down. What are the numbers like coming through to Wagga, Bendigo, Ballarat and then on to Hamilton at the moment?
1: Uh, Dubbo, Carcourt, Forbes um, have had their rain events, they've had the Lachlan River uh, flood event. So it's been a little bit, I won't use the word dampened lightly because I respect that people have had some damage, but yes. it's been a bit softened with numbers, um, simply because of geographics of getting lambs out. And they, they're now starting to do harvest. Waggers at the tail end of their bigger numbers. They're getting a few Monero lambs starting to come through to Wagga now. Um, Whereas back to our the regional centres, the Benigos are starting to really crank up. Um, I'm thinking we'll have a high peak number uh, of lambs uh, in Benigo this week. Following through to Ballarat, following through the two sales in Hamilton this week, um, we'll see probably a, a year high of lambs being numbered uh, uh, yarded in those facilities this week.
2: It's been difficult to get some lambs in, and and now there's a you know the focus has turned to harvest. Does that mean there's more lambs headed out, Ron, in your opinion? And, and if they've headed out, what's, what are they going to look like uh, over the next few months in terms of coming back into the market?
1: Well, as we know, uh, the fortunately of season has provided either in an irrigation sense or just a natural rainfall sense that people have been able to go out and buy store lambs and put them out, and um, that will certainly uh, keep the numbers of lambs for the autumn fairly fairly good. And um, some of those lambs, particularly the bigger heavier-weighted lambs are probably earmarked for that winter market, um, so there's a bit of a journey for some of those lambs, but they've they've had a tough winter, these lambs, so everyone's commenting they're taking a bit of going, and they're all using an animal health uh, specialist to just try and get the best out of the lambs. Um, the lambs through that tough part of that winter when they are born have probably got more bugs and um, uh, drench needs than they've ever had, so it's a careful challenge now buying these lambs and putting them out, but on the flip side, they've got feed to go on. They've got irrigatable water. Most of the catchments are, you know, at one hundred percent. So, the traditional lamb buying areas are back in the game. And uh, as soon as they're ready to get that summer plantings um, up and uh, to put lambs on, they'll provide a very good backstop. Yes. Yeah, you, I know
2: you talk to um, a lot of the processors and the big buyers. How are the, they? Must be feeling. Pretty satisfied that these that the uh, lamb supply has been reasonably orderly, and we know all the challenges and the fears we had early in the season that you know whether COVID was going to interrupt or whatever. But these lambs that are going out are going to help them meet their requirements in the future. What have you been hearing when you talk to the to the processors and the big big customers? Run um, the main
1: four or five lamb uh, customers that we deal with are pretty satisfied with their procurement of lambs. They've been able to procure a lot of lamb direct from paddock this year. Um, And that's been pleasing to them um they've also got the reliance and they've got visuals like we all have to see a lot of lambs go back to the paddock so what we've seen in the past we've seen a more normal approach to lambs in and out um into paddocks into processing plants but it's a more normal approach so they'd be a little bit more breathing easy that they've got ability to secure lambs on a on a fairly frequent basis from now to the winter and let's just see what uh, our autumn does but there's going to be enough supply, uh, organised and coordinatedly uh, correctly that it, it's good for winner. It's good for producer. It's good for processing. In my view,
2: yes. And we're, we're talking to Ron Rutledge, who is our. Um, you're becoming a little bit of a regular now, Ron. But it's because you've got these insights that we love to marry up to the, to the things that we're seeing from uh, you know our market analysis. Um, I was going to ask you about um, you know about these lambs that are going out, and I know. We were talking to a processor this morning. They're, they're very happy about it all. Um, and they're also commenting that they're happy that it, they think that there is a flock rebuild on the go. Now, I know this is a bit of crystal ball stuff, but you must be talking to farmers as well. Are they are they keen to, I'm guessing with the season the way it is, they're probably looking ahead and saying, you know, let's start to try and get the sheep numbers up a little bit for the next year or two. Um
1: Oh, certainly, Rob. I think if we take a, an analysis of the British breed ram sales that have occurred, mm-hmm. we know that the terminal the terminal market has been very brisk this year and quite a few uh, uh, stud masters are saying they've sold completely out of rams. So that augurs quite well that most producers have had the ability to keep that five-year-old or six-year-old you another year and get another percentage of lamb out of it. So if you replicate that by... You know, everyone that's got a flock of sheep and everyone's keeping a few sheep, certainly numbers will be on the positive. Um, Speculation can be speculation, but I think we're probably, we could have a 10 to 15% growth in in, in numbers, Mm -hmm. uh, highly on the terminal side. But notwithstanding, the Merino sales have been very good too. And uh, there's been an exponential growth in the Merino flock as well. So I think it's all quite positive. Economically, if we if we look at where the price structures are for lambs and mutton at the moment, it's quite a satisfactory result. It can be argued that wool's probably not the 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 generational um, gain that most people are looking for at the moment, but it's very hard to get all those plates right. But significantly, the returns to producers is I would say acceptable.
2: Yes, I think you're right, Ron, and I I just had a look at some numbers before you came on board, and Olivia did a bit of analysis last week where the Eastern States trade lamb indicator, I mean, it's 11% up year on year, and we know that we've had a good run, so that's got to be incentivising sheep producers to to look ahead. Uh, Interestingly, and I know the mutton supply has been down a bit and exports to China have been down, but the mutton price is exactly the same level as it was this time last year, Ron, so... Perhaps the lamb is taking precedence in the meatworks.
1: Um, I think certainly, but an interesting fact out of Bendigo last week, our lamb average was in around the $210 or $12 bracket, but our mutton average was in around the $200 bracket. So the, the averages of the both commodities aren't that far apart. So it's a, it's a pretty good out if you're selling old ewes, but it's still a pretty good out if you're selling runs of lamb. So the extraction of money for return it's pretty good for the producer and obviously the, the processor with a, an easing dollar and a, a few significant religious festivals coming up into the new year. Um, you know, it's having a complementary effect for everybody. Probably processors would like to buy their sheep and lambs a bit cheaper and probably vendors would like to sell them a bit dearer. But generally speaking, I think we're not on a bad equilibrium at the moment.
2: Very interesting point you make about the averages for mutton and lamb. And, of course, that also, I guess, is reflected in the fact that the the mutton and the and the sheep are a bit heavier than normal. It'll be really interesting this year to see what the average kill weight was and if it did go up as a result of this good season.
1: I think that's certainly hit the nail on the head. And the other significant uh, reminder we have is that there's a lot of surplus mutton being sold with skin on simply because of the shearing um, Uh, deficiency we have at the moment for shearers there's a lot of surplus mutton being sold fully fully skinned because they can't get shearers so the out is let's take the money so that's probably helping some of that higher average that some of these mutton sheep have a significant skin value as well
2: now that's terrific information on the sheep and lambs ron but i'm just gonna i'm gonna drag a little bit more out of you because i know that you've just been to the first major wiener cattle sale wiener calf sale up at Euroa. and and you've told me what the numbers were, but it's worth repeating. They were quite extraordinary.
1: Well, our two businesses at Euroa, you know, they've yarded their steer portion of calves this uh, this season at Euroa. They yarded twenty two hundred and ten steers, mm-hmm. which is a fantastic effort. They've had an average weight of three hundred and twenty five kilos, which, which is, is a pretty is, good weight
2: too. That's yeah, good that's
1: a fantastic weight for this time of the year. We, so a cents per kilo averages $7.20 per kilo, or return dollars per head of $2,342, which was, uh, buyers were absolutely late in the aisles, they were um, achieving levels they'd never seen before, and it was done with a small group of buyers, but everyone came to buy cattle, and that augurs very well for where our wiener market is positioned currently.
2: We'll certainly be talking more about the wiener market as we get into it but euroa is always that leading indicator and I guess it couldn't have done a much better job for the rest of the cattle sales that are coming up than what it did uh, this week Ron
1: Well with the ashes series coming up they've, they've opened the batting very well at euroa and we there look to the rest of the uh, calf sales to, 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 to keep that mark going and I think it'll be a very successful calf selling season as it looks at the moment.
2: I think you're right. It's great to get a bit of cricket analogy in there. I probably would have said it's a bit like Dennis Oli coming up a long run up when you row as a sail like that. But uh, we'll go with the batting. But it's it, it is terrific. And look, it, what it's telling us, Ron, is that the breeder, whether he's a breeder of sheep or a breeder of cattle, and those in the, you know the country that we all love and we've worked in for years, they are having um, they're getting their just rewards right now.
1: The breeder turnoff um, is a significant advantage at the moment. Um, The the, the poor old livestock trader, if he's trading his cattle in at at these feeder prices, he's still doing well. But his replacement value is a bit of a challenge. And um, that's why the agency fraternity is is always useful to try and get that uh, margin for our producers. And that's what we pride ourselves on trying to do.
2: Yes, that's right. And look, we shouldn't be, get too, too worried. I mean, the feedlots are, are, are trying to keep their numbers right up and, and we know they're doing it for a reason, Ron. They're doing it because there's demand for that meat. So it's all good. So, look, it's been wonderful to talk to you, Ron. We know that uh, you, it, this is a really busy time for you and it won't get any less busy, I don't think, in the next couple of months. But it's always great to have you on Commodity Conversations. I think we'll give you a couple of weeks rest before we bring you back, okay, and we get, when we start seeing those big carp numbers come through. Certainly, Rob. I'd be a pleasure to help. Thanks a lot.
0: Thanks for listening to another episode of Commodity Conversations. If you're looking for more detailed information on commodity markets, you can head to the Mercado website and pick up a premium subscription, which will give you full access to all our archive of reports, as well as all the fresh analysis as it's delivered and access to our team of analysts. Thanks again. And until next week, take care. Thank